Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Hallelujah. And forget not all his benefits. Hallelujah. Amen. Delivered our soul from destruction. He crowned us with loving kindness. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he saved my eyes from tears, my feet from falling. Hallelujah. Amen. How many believe he is a good God? Hallelujah. Amen. And I want to keep my eyes upon him. Hallelujah. How many want God to be your main focus? Hallelujah. Amen. And thank God, hallelujah, when we come to the house of God, uh, as the man of God preached, amen, I think it was Thursday night, hallelujah, amen, till I went to the sanctuary. That's when the understanding comes, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah. And how many believe, amen, uh, that when we come to God, it's a meeting place. We're coming to meet God, hallelujah, amen, amen, hallelujah. Speaking of the Lord after the cross, hallelujah, amen, it said, amen, he ascended on high, but first he descended into the lower parts of the earth, hallelujah, but when he did ascend on high, he gave gifts unto men, hallelujah, and he gave some apostles, he didn't give everybody a place to really go to church, because, hallelujah, you can't be saved in your living room. You've got to go to the meeting place. Contrary to what people say, you cannot forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching. Jesus is coming. I said, Jesus is coming. And you need to get your soul ready. You need to remove everything from your life, from your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Whatever the price you have to pay, amen, it's worth it for your soul to be saved. Whatever you've got to do, amen. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Hallelujah. I'm going to believe we're not going to be perfected without the fivefold ministry. You're not going to be perfected just by reading your Bible. Hallelujah. We need preaching. God chose preaching. Everybody say, God chose preaching. I love preaching because God chose preaching. Hallelujah. God chose the signs. Amen. Hallelujah. That would follow the believer. Amen. Hallelujah. One of them is speaking with other tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's through preaching. Hallelujah. And that verbal communication that we're saved, it's through praying and praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That helps us. Amen. Remain saved. How many believe it takes, hallelujah, God getting, amen, control of your body and your spirit? Hallelujah. Amen. And how many want him to take complete possession, his kingdom and his rule to completely come? Hallelujah. Amen. And we have been blessed by Brother Waldrop, Sister Waldrop being with us. Hallelujah. Amen. And how many want to get as much as you possibly can today? Hallelujah. Amen. I do not know God could come today. He could come in the middle of this man's message. We think we're going to pick the time and the day. We have another thing coming when it comes to, amen, the suddenness of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. But I do know he's coming. 
And I, I believe it's a wise man that will respond to the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Life is too, too uh, uh, short. Hallelujah. To not find Him in all that God has. And eternity is too long to be wrong. I said eternity is too long to be wrong. How many want to be right with God when you leave the house of God today? How, how many want your heart and life to be right with God, totally aligned? Hallelujah. If we're going to walk with Him, I said, how can two walk together except they be agreed? How many want to agree with His Word? How many believe there's going to be no arguments in heaven? There's not going to be, come on. You're not going to talk your way into heaven. You're going to pray your way. Hallelujah. You're going to show him, amen, hallelujah, that you do agree with his word. And we are blessed to have, amen, this evangelist. And he has blessed, amen, Garden City with his coming. Hallelujah. Amen. God is a good God. And as a pastor, I thank God for Brother Waldrop coming. Amen. Helping perfect this people. Praise God. Pastors need help. Saints need to hear another voice besides their pastor. He has said many of the same things. Walked in the same spirit. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And I appreciate, appreciate Brother Waldrop. Want him to come. Hallelujah. In this pulpit. Amen. Hallelujah. There are no forbidden subjects. If it's in the Bible, we want to hear it. We want to hear the words that we are going to be judged by. Come on. Hallelujah. How many believe we're going to be judged by the 66 books that you... Come on, somebody. The books were open. Amen. It's not going to be a great mystery. Hallelujah. What we're going to be judged by. So we've got to search the scriptures. He's got to preach the scriptures. And I believe there's some hungry people here that will respond. Hallelujah. Amen. To the word of God. And find the blessing with it. Brother Waldrop, come take your liberty, brother. Thank you, Elder Charles. Praise the Lord, everybody. Would you lift up your hands in the presence of the Lord today? Amen. From your very heart, would you honor the King today? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, Jesus, from our hearts, we worship. From our hearts today, God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the mighty name of our God. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. We'll be reading momentarily from 1 Kings, the third chapter. Want to again express appreciation for the time that God has allowed us to spend here in these revival services. Appreciate the uh, honesty and sincerity of this good man of God. Amen. That will tell you the truth. Amen. Will follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus is coming back. 
for his church. And there are people that went into eternity this past week that were not planning on it. There were people that were backslid. People that had at one time lived for God that have walked away that are in eternity now. People that never knew God are in eternity. People that were ready, ready to meet God that were expecting to go in the rapture when Jesus comes for his church that we read about in the word of God. That their time came before God came for the church. Amen. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I want us to realize today that no man knows the hour. Nobody knows for sure when the end will be for any of us. Whether my end is the catching away of the church or my end is by physical death, that's not up to me. Amen. In Him, we live and move and have our being. Amen. But what we do know is that it is appointed a man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Amen. And so we need to make sure. Apostle Peter said, make your calling and election sure. Make sure you're saved. There's no better way to make sure than to do what this book says. There's a lot of religious opinions that do not match the Word of God. There are men and women all over Garden City today that think they're saved because they were told by a preacher they were saved. They were told all you've got to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, accept Jesus as your Savior, live a good life. Man, but that's not in this book. It's not there. Amen, it's not hard to be saved. Very plain and simple. Amen, if I want to enter into the body of Christ, if I want to be a part of God's family, I've got to be born into it. Whenever your first day of, whenever your day of birth was, whenever you were born, you were born into the human family. October the 28th, 1972 is when this preacher was born into the human family. Amen. But June the 5th, 1978 is when I was born <laughs> into the heavenly family, into the kingdom of God. Repented of my sins, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, just like this Bible says. Amen. And so my salvation experience is not based upon the opinion of man. It's determined by the Word of God. Amen. If you want to be saved, you will be. Because you'll do what's necessary. Amen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I want to be saved. Amen. Let's read today from 1 Kings, the third chapter. Very uh, unique setting of scripture 
It was early in the reign of King Solomon, who was the son of King David. And he has entered into covenant with God. He had a visitation from the Lord, and the Lord asked him, ask whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. And he simply asked for wisdom. He said, Lord, I don't know how to go out or come in. I don't know how to lead this people. And God said, I'll give you wisdom. But because that's what you asked for and not for a lot of other things that a lot of other people would have asked for, I'm going to give you these other things as, as well, fame and fortune and wealth and riches. Amen. But his greatest possession was his wisdom from above. And as on the heels of this experience, we read, beginning in verse 16 of First Kings, the third chapter then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. The one woman said, O my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house came to pass the third day after that I was delivered that this woman was delivered also and we were together there was no stranger with us in the house save we two in the house this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it she laid on top of her newborn baby and it suffocated and died. She arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while thine handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son which I did bear. The other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. At this point, it was your word against mine. They both were laying claim to the living child. They were both trying to put the dead child into each other's bosom. My word against yours. Then said the king, the one saith, this is my son that liveth, and thy son is the dead. And the other saith, nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. The king said, bring me a sword. They brought a sword before the king, and the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one and half to the other. What a, what a strange solution. Obviously, a baby that has been severed cannot stay alive. The obvious solution to this is not to kill the baby that is still living. This is not some maniac. There's a method 
to his madness. This was wisdom at work. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. Literally means that she felt again those pains of travail. She, she remembered what she felt and what it took to give birth to this. She felt those pangs again. Her bowels yearned upon her son, and she said, Oh, my Lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. Then answered the king and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. She is the mother. The identity, the reality of the true mother was revealed when the life of her child was at stake. Amen. One of them said, sounds good, king. What she was saying was, my child's dead. I don't care about her. Does it really matter? Just a baby? Amen. But mama spoke up and said, whatever it takes, don't let my baby die. Amen. Whatever it takes, don't let my baby die. Amen. I know this is a little bit different approach to what I feel, but this is burning in my soul today. I want to preach today. What about your baby? What about your baby? Amen. Let's lift our hands together. Let's love the Lord. I appreciate you more than I could ever express. God, you know my heart. You feel, Lord, for you gave the burden on my soul. You're the one that's allowing me to feel I worship your name. Oh, I feel a Holy Ghost visitation in this room right now. I praise Spirit of God. Spirit of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated today. Lord bless you so very much. Hallelujah. Not apologizing for my approach today, for all Scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable. I, I firmly believe that what we have read today as our Scripture text is obviously in the Bible for a reason or it would not be in the Bible. And I... I also believe that it is in the Bible for more than 
an example of Solomon's wisdom. I, I understand that's part of the reason, but I'm convinced today that's not the entirety of the reason. This was a very wise man. There, there was no DNA testing in the Old Testament times. Would it be an easy solution in this modern era both of these women are claiming that this living child is theirs. We'll just take a blood sample, and the blood will testify of who the parent is. But there is no such testing available thousands of years ago. And they are both laying claim to the life of this living child. And so the king has to exercise wisdom. I have got to do something to cause the reality of the true mother to shine forth. There is no better way to get mama to testify to her motherhood than to threaten the life of her child. Amen. If you want to get mama stirred up, just threaten her baby. If you want to get in trouble in a hurry, just threaten the life of uh, a child when mama is close by. Amen. It, it, it won't matter if you have a weapon and she is weaponless. Mama don't care. Hey, man, I've got some fingernails. Hey, man, I, I'm, I'm going to do anything and everything within my power to help the life uh, that I brought into this world uh, to stay uh, alive. I know I'm preaching to more than mothers here today, but uh, I believe that for the most part we all understand uh, the passion of motherhood. You either are one or have one. That about includes all of us, doesn't it? And so, uh, obviously, by your being here today, you were born. You have been born into the human family. Amen. I, again, this is not just to mothers or about mothers. But there is, I believe, an, another reason for what we read about here today. For into this house was given two gifts of new life, a fresh life, a new life was granted. Amen. I think maybe some of you can see where I might be going. Amen. An infant new life. A new uh, chance on life. A new uh, opportunity uh, at life. I know it was a physical baby, a natural birth uh, then. But there is uh, 
a new life today that matters a lot more uh, than a natural life uh, could ever mean. And I want to, with sincerity and honesty today, tell you that to every one of us today uh, is the potential for new life, a better life, amen, another opportunity, a fresh perspective. You say, Brother Waldrop, uh, I've already been uh, born uh, again. You're not preaching to me. Oh, yes, I am. I'm preaching to everybody here today. I'm preaching to those that have experienced uh, new life uh, and those that have not experienced uh, new life. Uh, how can I do that? Uh, because I'm preaching about the attitude uh, that every one of us has about uh, that uh, new uh, life. It meant there was uh, a passionate woman uh, that came before uh, the king. Uh, Again, there's a lot of between the lines that we don't know, but I, I got to believe that uh, the impetus behind uh, this visit to the throne uh, was not because uh, of the woman whose child died uh, in the night because she overlaid it. If it had been up to her, uh, this meeting before the king uh, would have never happened. It meant, but the mother of the living quickly understood uh, the only way that my baby uh, is going to live uh, is if I get uh, my petition before uh, the king. You say, well, her baby was still alive, yeah, but this other mother was saying uh, that this is my baby. Uh, it meant, and the real mama knew, uh, it meant what happened to, to her for real baby. Uh, if I don't put my foot down, uh, if I don't re uh, reclaim the life of my child, uh, she's going to do to my baby what she did to her because she really don't care. I said she's careless about new life. I, I, I've never preached it, man, from this perspective before, but this has eaten me alive today. It, man, I'm, I'm beseeching everybody under the sound of my voice. Don't take your baby for granted. Don't take your opportunity at new life for granted. Don't just say, oh, well, easy come, easy go. If this one dies, I'll get another one. If I blow this opportunity, I'll get it. You don't know how many opportunities you'll get. It meant this opportunity that you have today for newness of life may be the one and only opportunity that you're ever granted. It meant I know very well where I, what I feel and where I am. It meant you're here in this place today and you have been at this church more times than you can remember. You may be seated. And you... You recognize the conviction that you feel. Amen. You have shed tears and felt God's presence. And 
I'm very glad about that. But what I'm not glad about uh, is that you are counting on uh, another opportunity after today's opportunity. Because of how many opportunities you've already had, you just think, uh, I'm going to have a lot more. And I want you to understand uh, it meant you need to be delivered uh, from a passive attitude uh, about new life. It meant I'm, I'm preaching with a burdened heart right now. It meant I wish I had a, a greater vocabulary and, and better words to express uh, the burden and the anointing uh, that I feel right now. Uh, I'm just going to have to leave the rest of it up to God. Uh, all I can do is say what I feel like saying. Uh, it meant, but what I am trying to say to everybody here today, uh, it meant it's time uh, to get in the presence of the king uh, and make sure the king uh, is convinced. Uh, I'm concerned uh, about about new life. Would you lift up your hands and open your heart? Would you use your voice in the presence of the Lord right now? Man, I, I, I can't tell you how glad I am that you've been given another opportunity today. Amen, but also I can't tell you how concerned I am that you may not have another opportunity after this one. I'm not trying to scare anybody to the altar. I'm just trying to help you take some personal inventory. How do I really feel about my baby? Amen. Not my natural son or daughter. Uh, not even my natural, but how do I feel uh, about being born again? Uh, how do I feel about the newness of life? Uh, how do I feel about repentance uh, and water baptism in Jesus' name uh, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost? Uh, how do I feel about being born uh, into the kingdom of God? Amen, Nicodemus. Uh, verily, verily, I say unto you, said Jesus, uh, you must uh, be born uh, again. Amen, a grown man, a religious man, an educated man, a man of position and authority, a man of biblical understanding, a man that was very interested in what Jesus had to say ruler of a synagogue and his reply to this very profound statement was how can I being old or grown enter again into my mother's womb and be born you're telling me as a miracle worker no man can do the miracles that you do except God be with you and so the miracle worker is telling me I've got to be born again and the only birth that he understood was a physical birth. He said, I'm a grown man. I've outgrown my mother. I'm not only bigger than her womb is, I'm bigger than she is. It meant, how can I enter again into my mother's womb and be born? And Jesus helped him understand, I'm not talking about a physical birth. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. 
and that which is born of the Spirit uh, is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you uh, must be born uh, again. You have had a natural birth of water and uh, spirit. When you were born into the human family, you were born of water and uh, spirit. It meant mama's water broke. It meant, and man breathed, and the, uh, God breathed in a man's nostrils a breath of life, and man became a living soul. It meant no one that's ever been born has been born any other way but by water and spirit. Amen. And when you're born into the heavenly kingdom, when you're born into God's family, amen, you're born again of water and spirit. Amen. Now the water is not, amen, womb water. It's baptismal water. Amen. Now the spirit is not the human spirit. It's God's spirit. Hallelujah. It takes more to be born again than to believe on Jesus as your Savior. Amen. John, the Baptist had some disciples at Ephesus that the Apostle Paul came into contact with. And he asked them this question, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? I wonder how many thousands of quote-unquote believers there are in Garden City today. It meant maybe you walked into this sanctuary today, a self-proclaimed believer. I don't doubt your proclamation for one moment, but I've got a question for you. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Amen. Have you validated uh, your belief? I'm thankful for your faith, uh, but what have you done with it? Uh, for faith uh, without works uh, is dead, uh, being alone. Amen. And they said unto the apostle Paul, uh, we've not heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. What's the Holy Ghost? Man. And so Paul says, all right, fellas, you claim to have faith, but you don't know about the Holy Ghost. I want to know how then were you baptized. Because if you claim to be a believer and you don't know about the Holy Ghost, something's wrong with your baptism. You can be a so-called believer uh, and be baptized in the titles uh, and not believe in the Holy Ghost. Amen. But you can't be a believer uh, and get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ uh, for the remission of sins uh, without believing in the Holy Ghost. I want to know today, uh, how do you feel uh, about new life? Uh, how do you feel uh, about new birth? Uh, how do you feel uh, about another chance? Uh, how do you feel uh, about being right with God? Uh, how do you feel uh, about being before the king today? Man, I feel like telling everybody, whether you want to be or not, uh, you're in the presence of the king. Whether you want to be or not, you're before the throne of God right now. 
Whether you want to be or not, your heart has been examined. Whether you want to be or not, your motives and your intentions are being analyzed. We'll find out who's really, really concerned about this gospel. I'm going to find out today who really cares about me right now. Let's love the Lord again right now. In Jesus' name. Oh, I love you, Lord. Come on, somebody help me feel after the will of God right now. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Oh, I love you, Lord. I worship your name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't even know if you're aware of how many times you've overlaid your baby already. I don't know if you're even really aware of how many times you've taken new life for granted. How many times I've come into the presence of the king and I've been disconnected. I've been unconcerned. It didn't really matter to me. I'm telling you it matters today how you go from before the throne. I said it matters today how you go back home from the throne of the king today. The mother of the dead child went home the same way she came. She claimed to be the mother of the living, but in reality she was the mother of the dead. And she went home the mother of the dead. But the mother of the living said, I can't. I can't afford to go home from the throne the way I came. Because I came before the king without new life. I came before the throne. Amen. Amen. Out of possession. I had no possession of new life. Amen. I can't afford to go home empty-handed. I can't afford to go home. He meant new life means too much to me. And whatever it takes, however long it takes, I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if I append. All I care about is I'm going home with my new life. Hey, 
Oh, my God, I hope you're hearing more than my words. I hope you're feeling the spirit that's driving these words. Amen. Out of my body right now. Amen. I'm begging somebody today. Amen. I'm beseeching you in the name of the Lord. Please, please, for the sake of your new life, for the sake of newness of life. You can't afford. You can't afford to go back to your old life. You can't afford to go back to your house without new life. Oh, Brother Walter, I, I, I know all about it. And, oh, sin. And you've given your wedding on an opportunity to express your desire before the king. And you know all about it. Because if I leave, if I leave the throne room without new life, don't know that I'll ever get another chance. All I know is that I have been given an opportunity care too much about my baby. I care too much about this opportunity to let it die. I care too much for what I've been given by God to let it fall into the hands of unconcern. To let it fall into the clutches of perversion and addiction. To let it fall into the snare of the devil. Amen. Amen. I care too much about my baby. I care too much about this opportunity. I care too much uh, to be casual. I care too much uh, just to go through the motions. I care too much. I said I care too much uh, to go home the same way I came. Care too much just to, man, be obligated and nod my head and say that was good preaching. I never thought about it that way, preach. Oh no, it's not about me. Hey, man, it's about you. It's about your baby. It's about your soul. It's about your experience. It's about your attitude. It's about your perspective. It's about how you feel about your eternity. Somebody pray again. I know I'm asking a lot this morning. There's no exemptions today. There's no exclusions. Everyone in this room today has been given one chance. You've been given one life. And what you do 
in this natural life with your spiritual life will determine where you spend your eternity. If you're unconcerned, just go through the motions and just embrace religion, it's no big deal. And, amen. I, I, I pity you in eternity. Amen. I'm not trying to be a smart aleck, but being saved just means too much. Amen. Eternity is too important to, to be casual and just to be religious and just to go to services and, amen, just to be able to know the words of the songs and shake a preacher's hand. And, oh, no. Oh, no. Amen. Somebody's feeling the burden of this right now. Being saved is too important. I said being saved is too important. Amen. To be unconcerned about newness of life when I get before the king. Oh, that sounds good. Divide it. I don't really care. Let it die. I don't really care. Oh, no. Oh, no. Round about that time, a wound starts to contract again. Pains of travail started to come over a mama again. And she says, oh, King, whatever it takes, amen, let new life live. Whatever it takes, oh, King, I want to do right with newness of life. I want to do right with my new life. Somebody needs to really pray right now. Somebody really needs to get a hold of God right now. We're all on our way to eternity. 